Good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And today we are back in Psalm 35. And so if you have a Bible, I'd like you to pick it up and let's look together at this text. Um, Lord willing, tomorrow we will finish part one of what we looked at on Sunday morning. And then what I'm planning to do is to take the Sunday evening service, which is uh, the, the message I preached in the Sunday evening service, which was part two of Psalm 35. And because of the practical nature of it, I thought it'd be very helpful to also do Anchored in the Word studies on that passage or that part, portion of the study as well. So as we get into next week, we're going to break down the text a little bit further and dig into those pieces because I think they'll be very encouraging um, for each of you that's listening. So again, Psalm 35, we're not reading the entire passage together. Today, I'm going to focus in on verses 11 through 18. Here's what it says. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spooling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. They gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and cease not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. As we've been working our way through this passage of scripture, we we talked about three words uh, yesterday. And one of those words was the word petition. Another word is the word lament and then rejoicing or, or worshiping. And the reason that I remind you again of the tension are those three words is because those words show us that there is a tension that the psalmist is experiencing as he is living through these difficult circumstances. What I mean by attention, not attention, but a tension, is that there are different pieces that are pulling on him at the same time. And not one of those pieces is completely dominating David's experience. So when we talk about lamenting, David is lamenting, but he's not only lamenting. Or when we talk about him rejoicing, he's rejoicing, but he's not only rejoicing. When we talk about him petitioning, he's not just petitioning. He is lamenting and petitioning and rejoicing and worshiping all at the same time. This is a part of the experience. In other words, it's a little bit complicated. There's a lot going on at the same time. And this concept of tension is something that is a part of the Christian life. Lots and lots of scripture talks about these kinds of tensions that we deal with. I want to give you an example that I think really illustrates this well, and that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. The Apostle Paul says, All things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to glory unto God. For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
Now notice David, or not David, Paul states that he is both fainting and perishing and he is being renewed day by day. The outward man is perishing. The outward man is fainting. The inner man is being renewed. Dave, or Paul, again, he talks about an affliction, but it's working for us a far more an exceeding eternal weight of glory. He's talking about this experience of things in the temporal setting, and he's also talking about his concern for the eternal. What does that tell you? What that tells you is that Paul is experiencing attention. He is gripped by the fact that he is struggling and he is striving and he is wearied and he's also uplifted by the weight of glory and what God is accomplishing. Let me give you some other examples of the kinds of tensions that Christians experience. For instance, we're gripped by the greatness of God. We talk about him as being transcendent. That means he is above all and he is outside of time and space. Yet at the same time, this transcendent God, who is infinitely great, condescends to us in our lowly condition, and he relates to us personally. And we experience his tenderness in a very personal way. So we see the tension. Is God uh, great or is he tender? Okay. Well, he's both. We, we see both of those aspects of his, of his nature and, and how he relates to us. Or we could say, hey, we are new creatures in Christ. And old things have passed away and all things have become new. And we also need to put off the old man and the things concerning the flesh. You say, well, am I a new creature in Christ or am I not a new creature in Christ? The answer is, well, of course you're a new creature in Christ. Okay, so then do I need to put off the old man or am I okay? And the answer is, well, you need to put him off. And you say, well, how do those two things work together? Well, they work together saying that I am saved in one sense, yet I'm not yet experiencing the full benefits of my salvation. I'm experiencing a tension. I'm forgiven, justified, accepted in the beloved, and I'm also striving in the flesh. He talks about the fact that the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These two are contrary with one another. Talk about the fact that we are both forgiven and we are in need of being restored to communion or fellowship with God. We suffer immense hardships and weakness. We also experience the strength and the joy that God gives us. We see that there is a tension. Well, the same thing is true here in Psalm 35. We see the tension. David is pleading with God as a humble expression of vulnerability. He says, I need you. I need you to work on my behalf. I am vulnerable. I am weak. I'm in danger. I can't defend myself. On the other side, uh, he is pouring out his heart to God. And he's saying, I feel broken and I'm experiencing pain. And then on the other side, David is lifting up praise to God and saying, I'm willing to submit to you and I'm grateful to you and I love you dearly and I'm trusting you. We see that all of this is an aspect of what David is experiencing. And when we experience hardships, we will find ourselves in a very similar place to the place where David finds himself. And so I want to remind you this morning, as we have seen in Psalm 35, this is the Christian experience, even godly people. There are times that we experience hardship that has nothing to do with decisions we've made. It's entirely a result of living in a fallen world or a direct result of someone sinning against us. That's not all the time, but that most certainly is the way it will be at times. 
And so in those situations, when we feel vulnerable and we're experiencing the pain of that vulnerability, we must learn to submit to God, to, to be grateful to God, to allow an affection for him to be developed as we see how he relates to us and how good he is and how he works in our lives. And we need to learn to trust him explicitly in all circumstances. And so that's my challenge to you this morning. Let's learn to live with this tension that we experience on this side of glory. One day we will see him face to face. One day we will be like him in the sense that we are now sinless and we're not struggling with the temptation and the hardships of life. We're in glory, but that's not where we are yet. And we have to learn to process these challenges in a godly way. May the Lord help us to do that. Lord willing, tomorrow, I'd like us to kind of get some final thoughts for the week. Have a blessed morning. Bye now.